Vincent the Dude and a very special guest. Introduce yourself, young man. Ryan Rogers with Text Locate. Thanks for having me there on. There you thank, go. Thank, thank you for coming on here. Glad to be here. You know, Text Locate, a lot of anxiety, right? Where is your driver? I just got that puppy and I've been having puppy anxiety. And I'm not even kidding. All day, like, I've been at work and I'm like, I can't wait till what the truck's over so I can get home and work from home and be around my puppy. And I've been texting <laughs> my wife all morning to get updates and pictures. Checking on the puppy. Yeah. It's a little yeah. like what Text Locate does. What does Text Locate do? Exactly. We try to check in on drivers. Yeah. But they could have a puppy on board, too. They could have a puppy on board. Um, so we have actually simplified the communication with drivers to do it easy, all via text, no apps. Yeah. So wow. a couple different features we do is the uh, simple two-way chat for logistics professionals to be able to communicate with the driver. So we're trying to take uh, take business kind of from the phone call, old yeah. school method. And two-way chat, we also do uh, location updates and image capture as well. So you're doing docs now, like documents, image Yeah, documents. yeah, we do docs. So it, cool. you, it, the reality is it's a picture, so it can be anything. A lot of yeah. people use it for a bill of lading, um, proof of delivery invoices, and then um, we see it like if you need to check on your freight, if there's yeah. anything going on yeah, with that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe uh, you want to make sure there's two drivers on the truck if you're two drivers on blocking, bracing, damage control, anything that type of like stuff. that. Yeah, any picture, of that stuff. as you as you know, says a thousand words. So <laughs> anything does. you want to use I've it for, it. I've heard it does. Can you wrangle puppies with it? Like uh, probably could. I would think we could. Wait, you can <laughs> anything, so I can just harass you and just send puppy pictures. You could, yes, yeah. Who 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 reviews these things? Who reviews the documents? Yeah. Well, it'd be whoever's working in yeah. the. Um, in the, at the brokerage office or like logistics, they're going to review the docs coming in. Uh, so we're not into the actual, um, we image capture, but not the indexing. So then you take it and use whatever TMS system or indexing provider. And, I got you. Yeah. Uh, and they would index. But we see, um, when we're on conversations with, with people every day and our, our customers, we see a ton of people using the picture way beyond bill lading and invoicing. Oh, I'm sure they do. I mean, so many, like nope. what time, like check-in times and things like that for even detention. Cause you can kind of snap a picture of when you check in. Sure. Proving, you proving you're there. So, yeah. But like, why can I just text my dispatch? Why, where does text locate fit in, in that? The way it's a lot easier is because it's built for the company. So the company has access to the product and you have individuals that come into that product and use it. So that way, instead of you just texting one-to-one with a driver, now the company has all that information so that everybody can share. Cause I was recently a good example i was up in knoxville at axel logistics they were having issues with exactly what you're talking about they had a phone and i was like well how are you getting the pictures now well i'm texting from my personal phone to the driver trying to get an image and then they send the image back and then i take that and then i forward it to an email download it move it over Mm. where our system is web-based platform it's also api so it could actually automatically feed into the system and it also like we do automatic scheduling and everything um, built into that. Plus, if the three of us are working together, we all see the same activity. Yeah. So if I'm at lunch, you see what's going on, or if I'm on vacation, you can see yeah. what's going on, and everybody has the collective information together. So organization it, it increases yes. that that scope of the spread of information. Yeah, no, that it, makes total sense. And plus, you're gathering all that data as well, right? It, it's not nothing's anecdotal anymore. Right. It's all the information that they need. Um, and, and it's things like detention, you know, the communication back and forth with, um, like, we see a tons of receipts as yeah. far as coming through there. And then combine that with the location update. So if you find out if somebody's arrived or departed because they were, you know, a lot of drivers don't want to download the apps. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. by not wanting to download the apps, ours is very frictionless, as you could say, because okay. it's just via text message, even for location updates. You can send a location, a check call. 
you know, yeah. during transit, before, after, however you want to schedule it. And you can auto schedule every X number of hours. It'll send it out as well. And the driver will provide updates. Well, cool. We'll talk wow. in just a little Very bit. Cool. On today's show, we got a lot of stuff. Obviously, we got Ryan Rogers here, founder of Text Locate. He's going to be co-hosting with us today. He'll help us guide our questions. We had really great success, actually, with Matt uh, McClelland, uh, Matt McClelland on from Covenant on yeah. Friday. And we were really using his expertise to inform his own questions. And he brought a lot to the table. So, nice. you know, we have Ingrid Brown on, for example, harass her about how she likes to be text and all that stuff. Feel free. Trucker America on 18 Mills host Ingrid Brown will be on in just a little bit. We have uh, the founder of Locus on. They've got a really cool story. Their app started out as like a GPS for women to guide them to safe areas. And it has morphed into a great final mile platform. Right. We have the right, founder right, right. and CEO on. We'll see how that all works. Uh, Stiff Mother Trucker Cream, someone like Ingrid or someone you're texting through Text Locate, those drivers, yeah. they are in pain. They're driving too much. We have the Huge founder fan. and creator of that cream will be on. She'll tell us the development and the Flexol 54 for trucking. And then we got a bunch of uh, just the weird news of what happened over the weekend at the end of the show. <laughs> Great. Looking forward to <laughs> it. You're ready for it. We got to tip the band first. So Surge Transportation thinks non-competes are stupid. Non-competes chase away good talent and stop talented people from joining the supply chain industry. Tear up your non-compete. It's not enforceable. Instead, what you want to do is email jobs at surgetransportation.com and do what, Michael Vincent? Hey, go open your own office tomorrow. You can open your own office tomorrow, brother. Open it tomorrow. Yes, you can. Do it. Every time a cowbell rings, an office gets its wings. I would say it happens. No, another text locate gets sent. Yeah, that's for sure. (laughs) Guest co-hosting, you don't get to walk away or sit here empty-handed. First of all, you have brand new. Oh, thank you. And then I'm sizing you up. Are you a large or a schmedium? I am a large. Are you sure? Yeah, schmedium might be a little too much. It would be a nice little form factor on you, but here's a nice large one for you. Appreciate it. There you go, sir. So you just said you're our Chattanooga, so you will be in the area during F. Three. I hear I'm you're excited about sneak it. Into F3 and join, oh, <laughs> join us and have a good time. You said I could just kind of walk behind you. You're hey. a big guy. I could yeah, sneak yeah. in right behind we you. We have a large entourage. We have a large entourage. So you just yeah, get between the two. You yeah, guys yeah, yeah, just sneak good. right. Yeah, there. don't worry about it. Yeah. You I'm excited cel- about it. You're cel- you're celebrating one year here in Chattanooga too. Tell us a little bit about the past year for Tex Locate. What did you learn? Uh, I learned it's a lot of hard work to get yeah. a startup going. Um, <laughs> you know, people say it's tough, but it is. You do um, every fu- function in the in the company and get it up and running. But it's been really good. We've had a lot of support uh, locally and even nationally with the network that we have. Um, but it's been exciting. So just finished a year back in July, and um, you know, kind of made it through that one year mark. So it's been huge. Yeah, really absolutely. And, and so I mean, you grew up in logistics here. Yeah. I mean, you went to you went to school here. I did, yeah. yeah. So I, I graduated UTC here, got my MBA right. in finance, and been in logistics for 23 years. Yeah, so, I mean, this was, I mean... You probably recognize this logo. I've seen it before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah seen I it love before. it. Logo. <laughs> been there, great people, and uh, Michael and I spent time at US Express together, We too. did, we did. Many, I many used years. to. Yeah. I used to, I used to uh, badmouth you when I'd see that silver fox I parked know. in my parking space. Because I'd be giving you a hard time about a budget or something, probably. <laughs> yes, you were. On the that's finance right, side, back in the very, day. Very true. But yeah, very US true. Express Covenant, and then spent time corporately with Amazon as well. What was the hardest part about year one? 
Hardest part about yeah. year one, I think it's just the ups and downs. Like you have one minute, you know, you get a customer sign up and you're like, okay, this is really great. It's super successful. And then you get a bunch of no's or, yeah. hey, follow up with me later. Mm -hmm. And those are um, a little bit deflating at the time because you think, hey, this is really a good product. I know it's working. I know people are having a lot of success. How do I get through to people to give it a chance? Because it is a little bit different than what they've used to using. So it's changed behavior and things like that. So you get kind of, you know, have a few no's, but you work through it. I mean, we've um, we've gotten more yeses than no's lately and things are progressing, but um, that can be a little bit of the tough part, you yeah. know, but it's also what makes you, I mean, I think it makes you stronger and better to get through those. Um, and you just can't give up. You just got to keep hustling, keep um, working really, really hard. That's what I was going to ask. Well, what's the, for all that hard work, what's the most rewarding thing so far? Um, I would say the most rewarding is just when people have uh, given me like, um, you know, snippets or tidbits about, hey, I had this success with a the driver. They really liked the product. The response back was really fast. Hey, we were able to um, increase our detention billings, like things that like we're really trying to um, equate from being in the truck transportation and being both part of asset and non-asset based businesses is making it easier uh, for the drivers. So when you mm. get the response back that the drivers love this, they were able to respond back really quick and they weren't frustrated with the process. That's the reward is that the product's actually working the way it should be. Well, yeah. we've got a driver sitting in detention right now. It's Ingrid uh -oh. Brown. Ingrid Let's Brown. bring her up. We'll talk to her a little bit about some of her articles, America on nice. 18 Mills. And I'm going to give you a chance to grill her about text. Well, that'd be great. A driver love really it. Need. Ingrid, come on up. <laughs> Hi, good morning, guys. How are you? How are you? Doing what are you great. holding in your hand over there? You got a carrot? <laughs> no, I'm a pen. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's healthy early in the morning. Because I, I just read your article, Ingrid. You just put up an article about how challenging it is for drivers to eat on the road. And this is something that I'm not a drug driver, but I've been on road trips a bunch with my mm. kids, especially. Everybody's got different diets. My wife doesn't eat meat and finding something healthy, especially when you put in diet restrictions on people becomes even more of a challenge, let alone when you can just eat anything. Um, tell us about that article. What are some of the challenges that you have faced out on the road? Just trying to stay healthy, trying to keep your skin complexion looking as great as it does, Ingrid. Thank you. <laughs> um, you know, I'm a really a fast food junkie. I'm a snacker, find whatever the salty, the sweet, the, the whole works. And, um, it's, it's hard to find healthy if you're not looking for it. But if you're looking for it, it's honestly actually out here. Um, and when I say that, I mean, you can find something at all the fast food places that is healthy. Uh, you just got to look and you just got to realize that that's what you want to go after. Um, and I, I've kind of started some some healthier eating uh, a little lately. And uh, but no, it, it is hard to find. Um especially when there's nothing open at midnight to 5 a.m. and you can get a roller dog, which you saw that in my article. Uh, if you go to a sit-down restaurant, they're far and few between to get a truck into. And truck stops don't have hardly any more sit-down you know, restaurants. So we've lost that. So you've got McDonald's and Burger King and Arby's and Charlie's Phillies and, you know, the whole subway. Uh, but like I said in my article, if Jared can lose weight on Subway, then I think I should too. Yeah, we don't talk <laughs> about Jared anymore. We don't talk about Jared. <laughs> no, no, no. Are there any healthy roller dogs out there? What about the tamales? Are those are those healthy on there? See, I don't know. I don't eat those. I'm oh, okay. just your plain Jane, give me a beef hot dog. But now I want the ones that are on the very back. 
the very back means they've been on there the longest. And then they have that tough little skin and it makes you think that you really got to go to a cookout and you were included because somebody gave you like leathery hot dogs. <laughs> you know, the different flavors. There's so many different flavors. There's like cheese dogs, uh, jalapeno hot dogs. Uh, I mean, all the flavors just in a hot dog. And I'm just that plain Jane Give me a plain hot dog. So, what about the cheeseburger? And good hot luck dog. finding a bun. Ooh, cheeseburger hot dog. Cheese. There's a cheeseburger hot dog. It's great. It's famous. Ryan, you, yes, the cheeseburger hot dog out there. But I've tried it. Tastes one. great. True, but that's like my eating habit, Ryan. Right. I mean, I am like, and yeah, I'm the world's worst eater, um, and I haven't learned in sixty years. But cheeseburger hot dogs are good. They just have an after flavor, an aftertaste that That's for true. some reason I don't like. So yeah, no. But if I'm you've never had one, one, you had would you, somebody has to try one because I mean it's it's a weird feeling. Yeah. To eat a cheeseburger in the form of a hot dog, it's like so you got to try. But like cheeseburger hot dog, it's just hot dog rolled up. Wrapping? It looks it no, it looks it just it's a cheeseburger that is rolled up to look like a hot dog. Oh. The idea is you get the cheeseburger taste, but you can hold it one handed with a hot dog with a hot dog um, yeah. flavor. Okay, they need to wrap that the bun and deep fry it, and then you eat it. Yeah, if you throw the bun better. away, it's probably healthy because then you have like the low carb thing. Oh, Actually, <laughs> put wrap it in lettuce. Well, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. Red lettuce. <laughs> Drivers out there, <laughs> if you are interested in this stuff, or just people who are looking to if you eat a lot of fast food, you have a desk job, you know McDonald's is nearby. Dr. Mark Manera, he puts out these great weekly articles oh, yeah. on yeah. BackTheTruckUp.com, where he, you know, he has to eat this, not that, and it's usually. Like amounts like a Diet Coke and a grilled chicken sandwich and right. some side, which will be like 500 calories versus is getting like the full value meal with the full Coke, with mm -hmm. the full fries. It's and like 27,000. Like 1,400 calories. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Well, I think the hard part, too, is if you don't have a, a refrigerator of enough capacity, I mean, a lot of the healthier things are refrigerated, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that makes it yes. tougher when you're on the yes. road to have that availability. Little bitty refrigerator. I mean, little bitty refrigerator, you know, uh, and I yeah. carry water and all that, you know, mostly. So yeah, you're so right. Cutting that stuff down and, and Dr. Mark has some great tips and topics. And I was so glad cause he keyed in on my, on my, uh, article and, and threw in there. So yeah, there's a way to make it. There's a way to do it. And I found a couple that's cooking in their truck that uh, I've contacted and I'm following. I'm going to put the pin down and um, they're great. And they cook stuff that probably I would try to cook. And I'm not a big cook in the truck uh, at all. Uh, usually I won't go past the driver's seat uh, anywhere further in the truck. I don't take liquid in the truck or anything else. And my microwave really does have my paperwork in it. For some reason, I don't even. Yeah, we're not the DOT. Yeah. I just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, I, you know, so let's take this unique opportunity right here. You can check out Ingrid's articles and her show, American 18 Meals, on backthetruckup.com and our YouTube channel as well. But it's not every day we have the founder of a app designed for truckers and a trucker on the other end. So I'm going to let you take over a little bit. Ask her about what she'd like about text locate. Yeah, I would love to get your response back. I mean, our, our goal was to um, minimize. So we're appless, so no app. So when you have frustrating with either the app loading or registration process, and I don't know if you've experienced it with some of our customers today, if you've received one of our text messages, you probably don't know it's coming from us or our system. Um, it's branded in the logistics, um, you know, branded their name, but it oh. sends out just a text for a location update. And you just one time click or text back and forth. Do you like interacting via text? And that way, you know, we're always saying do it safely. So don't do it while you're driving, obviously. Just respond back to when needed because... 
Um, I don't know if you're like me, but I get a lot of those frustrating phone calls that, you know, about my car warranty or something like that. That is like, <laughs> you don't know who you're getting on the phone. Yeah. And the thing about text is it does give a pointed question. Have you had any um, right. thoughts and, around that? Well, you know, the text is so much easier. I mean, we all know. And right. a text, you know, you can text me while I'm going down the road and I can like, it can wait. It, it can wait till I get stopped. It can wait till my next yeah. stop, whatever. You know, these phone calls that literally, and I'm not exaggerating, you can get seven to nine a day and I some know. can be 22 minutes apart. Yeah. Or in a what row too, right? Ingrid, Sometimes yeah, exactly. In a row. Call boom, you boom, boom. And, and there's, yeah. And yeah, they're sitting beside each other. So usually those Ingrid goes block. So you can figure that out on your right. end because I'm not, I don't, I can't take your calls. Where the text works, um, you know, that coming in is not going to disturb. Uh, and that's, that's self-discipline of a driver. You right. know, they got to take responsibility and we as a driver have to take that responsibility to operate this as safe as you want us to operate it. And at the same time, I was listening to you a little earlier about how you can set up your times that it, you know, that it updates you and updates your location. And that's a great, a great platform and a great thing to have uh, because nobody even has to be bothered and nobody has to even think about stopping, trying to find somewhere. We know parking stinks. Right. Um, you know, it's not like, you know, honestly, it's like run off on a ramp, go across, stop, park, check in, boom, you're gone. Well, I don't even really like stopping on ramps like that anymore, right. um, especially if you're not in a really good place. So. You know, drivers have to be conscious of where they're doing this stuff at and making sure that we're self-disciplined to make sure that we do it safely, which keeps you and what you're giving us uh, keeps you going. Yeah, Thank ease you. Of, ease of access, kind of a kind of a no-brainer. Ease of access, ease of access to the information, not having to yes. log into yeah. 1,000 different things and keep track of all those different logins. You can, it's pretty seamless. And you can voice text. Yes. So even if you're driving, you can just hit and listen to it or oh, respond back via was, voice. Yeah, and although, not have to worry about all. Although Ingrid sends me a lot of voice texts, and they are like Mad Libs. They're very comical. Like they, what? <laughs> That's the best part. She's driving her truck. That's the most like, exciting part. I'm writing an article about cucumber ice cream eighteen wheeler, and it's like that sounds. Interesting. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> Ingrid, speaking of what is coming up next, uh, what's coming up this week on America on eighteen wheels? Well, this week we're going to have First Gear, uh, which is the one that builds diecasts. Yeah. Uh, that does so. all of the, which I think yeah. you got some diecasts. So oh, yeah. Erica's going to come on and add them. And uh, it's, it, I drove right past them here a month ago and it was at night. And I was like, maybe I should just stay here and, and go in person, but I wasn't able to. Uh, and article wise, uh, I'm kind of working on two things. I'm getting ready to send that to you. Uh, Donor, uh, I've got one that's talking about, you know, do you really realize what a truck driver is and what we sacrifice and what we do? Uh, kind of topping some things with that and ending it with some written stuff. And the other one is about what are some old wives tales and folklore that come from where I'm from in the top of the Blue Ridge Mountains that truck drivers literally make phone calls and follow every year about monitoring predictions of winter weather, like putting a bean in a jar for the month of August or woolly worms and the colors of them and how that pertains and how truck drivers really follow up on that. Because it, you'd be surprised. There's more than you even expect. Follow a lot of folklore and some people call it superstition, but up here, 
they kind of hanging out a lot. Ingrid, I like it. You're giving me a ton of awful uh, startup ideas right now that (laughs) I could launch, like the Bean the Jar weather controller app, right? The old wives' tale index and sonar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. That would be a good one. That would be really good. I like it. I never heard of the Bean in a Jar, though. I haven't, I haven't. Oh, well, that's why you got to read really? the article. going to put no, up. Later I, mean, I am reading it for sure because I never heard of that. But on, the Wooly Bears, yeah, I know all about yeah. that. That's accurate. Actually. Well, fine. You can find Ingrid's <laughs> shows on the backthetruckup.com YouTube. Find our articles on backthetruckup.com. Ingrid, thank you so much for spending a little time on this Monday morning with us. Thanks. Thank Thanks for you. having me. Take Have a easy. great day, guys. Bye. You too. Bye. Thank you. All right. So, being from the south, do you go with Phil Punxsutawney Phil, or uh, what, is it Beauregard or something like that? Uh, the uh, the guy. I forget. I don't know. I don't, don't know if either one? one of them work. Yeah. Do you? <laughs> I feel like anything I would guess it would be the opposite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, we're about to talk to a really cool founder right now, especially if you know the backstory on what they're building here. And if I'm not mistaken, it started as a women's safety app which detected real time route deviation, and now it's freight tech for the final mile industry. How do we get from point A to point Z on that one? We'll find out. We got Nisith Rostogi. He is a CEO and founder over at Locus. He looks fantastic over there. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. I was just listening to the previous conversation. It was absolutely exciting and energizing. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> well, where are we joining you from? Where? Uh, what part of the world are you sitting at right now? I'm currently in London. I spend a lot of time between Bangalore and Chicago, but right now you find me in London. That's why you see the sun out. Well, you know, I, I, I just got my, I have five and seven-year-old boys and I just got them a laptop and I just started getting them into coding. And I was looking into your background. It says that before you even had your first job, you spent 15 years writing open source code, which somehow yeah. led to that rideshare safety app. Tell us a little bit about that story and how we got over to Locus. Absolutely. So... What I did was I built a women's safety app where you could detect a deviation going from point A to point B. And then a couple of startups started using that, you know, delivery startups started using that to figure out that, hey, instead of sitting in front of a control tower, could we just find the exceptions, right? So the question came to our mind that while there is a huge amount of tech around visibility in logistics, what about decision-making in logistics? And then we latched on to the entire problem statement in Final Mile. Because what we saw was that academic solutions were taking the human driver out of the equation, right? We were creating routes which were impossible for human drivers to follow. And then we were complaining that, hey, you know, the technology, they're not complying with the technology. That was not the problem. What we were doing was we were just building technology that was simpler for the programmers, but harder for the drivers to follow. So that's what we really wanted to pivot with Locus and bring in the human element of driving back into route optimization. So, uh, Nishith, through the through the, what type of data are you using and pulling into there to accomplish that goal? Right, because shortest distance or fastest route, or does it take into account uh, uh, rush hours, that type of stuff? What what is the data points that are being put into this to bring in that human element? Absolutely. So not, so we take in all of those data points that you just mentioned, but additionally, we actually take on like the historical performance of the driver. So for example, if a driver has a preference to take over through a lunch stop at somewhere, we would actually factor in. Talking about lunch, instead of say saying that, hey, a driver must take a lunch from 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. and then do the next delivery, that's not how any one of us have our lunches, right? We have our lunch anywhere between 12 to 3 p.m depending on where our meetings were ending. 
So similarly, we started creating routes which have that fuzziness, which allows the driver to finish their deliveries and then take a lunch. If that lunch break is near, you know, a rest stop that they prefer historically, it can go through that. We will also take care that if you're driving like a commercial truck, which can't pass through a certain low bridge, it accounts for that. It accounts for traffic delays, weather delays, uh, you know, all the uh, while at the same time making sure that for delivering every single item, you are traveling less miles. Because that's not just fuel savings, that's actually environment savings as well. Like over the last six years, mm -hmm. based on the route optimizations, we have reduced so much carbon emissions that it would have taken 20,000 acres of forest to sequester. Wow. wow. When you make all that, Ryan, what do you think of AI decision-making in Final Mile? Yeah, I think it's really interesting. Definitely around uh, the personal habits. Yeah. I mean, that could be really important Where if there are people, places that people want to either stop or grab lunch or patterns that they prefer to drive. They're going to do it anyways. Yeah. So as you can pick that up and help with, um, you know, making it part of their route, I think it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and it helps with acceptance of it because if it's making their life easier and that decision-making, then they're going to accept it much yeah. more than if it's, like, better for the company, but it makes my my life a pain. But you mentioned exceptions, right? And, yeah. like, th those yeah. happen a lot, especially in, in Final Mile. There's a lot sure. of rules and parameters that can change. How does the AI not act stupid when there's a change or there's an accidental zero, so it sends six trucks instead of 60, like, th that kind of thing? <laughs> No, absolutely. So we call it having empathy in the algorithms, right? So first of all, we never presume that we know better than the driver. We are here to support the driver. We are here to reduce the cognitive load of the driver. So each of our tools are designed with a process that automate everything you can, but allow for the override. Then you observe the override. And if the driver actually perform better, mm. learn that override behavior and factor it for the next calculation. And that's how we use artificial intelligence. We allow it to observe what the drivers are doing, learn from the best drivers, and incorporate those pieces back into the route. Exactly as you said before, that you know, if somebody wants to make a stop, they're going to do it anyway. If your routing factors it, then your ETAs are far more predictable. If your ETAs are far more predictable, your end consumer is going to find be at home. So your first attempt delivery rates are going to increase. And in turn, that makes the entire change management possible, right? Like enterprises are full of software that they have bought, but nobody's using. And that's the piece we wanted to break, right? That's the why we wanted to get the human element back into our technology so we can build something that can be adopted on the ground. That's where Locus excels in making these final mile decisions. That's really, really interesting. So let me ask you this. It's bringing into account the behavior of the driver, right? Does it take into account the type, quantity of freight, and the customer's behaviors that are on that route as well, right? This customer takes boxes well, but not pallets well. It you know, generally takes them this long on a Tuesday or that. Is that brought into the equation as well? Great. So we take in three sets of variables. Ones are around your delivery orders itself, that where it needs to be picked, where it needs to be dropped. Is it a cold chain order? Is it a normal order? Is it containing asbestos that it can be not mixed with something? Is it a pallet order? Is there a forklift present to, you know, uh, put it in the truck? Then we take in all the fleet vehicles, variables that whether it's a side curtain truck, you know, which cannot go over a certain wind velocity, whether it's a backloading truck, whether it should be loaded as first in, first out, last in, last out. Then we take in the business objectives as well. That, hey, do I need to serve my customers the fastest? Do I need to serve my customers in the most cost-efficient manner? Do I have 
uh, enterprise customers who can only be serviced on certain days? Where is the service entrance of the building over the main entrance? So, you know, at the end, the truck is not going around in circles trying to figure out where to unload. At the point of delivery, is there a loading dock available? Do I need to send a second service associate or will a solo driver do? So all of these, so we call them bionic variables and we factor in as much as of about 180 of them while creating a route plan. That's interesting. So would it, does it factor in like the unloading and um, pieces like that? Because I know some drivers would be more open to unloading themselves and some want. And if you think about it, they've probably skipped some of those loads if they're sure. not comfortable with that unloading process. I could see that uh, being very beneficial. Yeah. And if the drivers are also doing it, we want to make it part of the cost contract so that drivers are adequately paid for it. The work is adequately recognized by the end client. Perfect. When we talk about the the final mile here, what is the most challenging part of all this to bring data into and to bring that AI decision making? I think the most challenging part is the precision, right? Previously, we are used to delivering freight, you know, weighing several tons, in a plus minus one day, then it came on to day definite deliveries. But final mile is about time definite deliveries. You often have a 90 minute slot from the consumer when they're gonna be at home or from a retailer when the replenishment is gonna be. And that 90 minute slot can vary based on traffic, whether the loading sequence, how many loading bays was there. So having that level of precision, right? While having the real world complexities, because here, you're not building technology for, you know, spherical chickens in vacuum. You're building it for real world conditions, which are not perfect and having to adapt in real time so that you can still meet those precision levels. Very, very interesting. So does this, does this translate into the LTL world? I mean, does it, does it handle the first mile as well? And can it be like a bolt on to an already existing LTL carriers pickup and delivery uh, system? Absolutely. So, you know, if you've already invested your change management in getting your, uh, you know, your long haul TMS, right, this can just be bolt on to your both first mile and the last mile pieces. And then the idea is that this dynamic optimization can ensure that your LTL and your PTL loads are as efficient as your full truck loads. So that's the level of consolidation it can bring in by using real time data. How big of us, how big do you think security, when we talk about all this digitization, this tech, I know that one thing that comes up, especially when I talk to a lot of transportation managers and shippers, is sort of like the cybersecurity of it. Could a hacker go in here and reroute this to uh, Nefarious Depot or or change counts or do any of that? What kind of safeguards are in place against um, behavior like that? That's a great question because it's often underlooked, you know, till it happens. So as a software company, we are actually ISO certified. We have business quantity plays. Both me and my co-founder, we were building the Amazon Web Services before. So we have taken a lot of our information security lessons from there and make sure it's hardened security. We provide single sign-on. So we don't give you new username and passwords. You know, if you're already using an existing one into your company, that can continue. We use encryption at rest. There is an audit trail of every single action taken by every single individual so it can be examined in case of any change of custody. So all of these both software as well as process measures ensure that the cyber security of the system is absolutely top notch. Because both, not only are you dealing with expensive cargo, you're also dealing with human lives, right? Like you don't want them to be running at 16 hours a day. Let's say, you know, somebody changes that or going through areas that they shouldn't. Yeah, absolutely. Those are really, really important. Also, the efficiency of LTL is incredible. 
Yeah. Right. I mean, there's what a status like of, not- your, Well, Ryan here, he's got experience with Covenant. He does the, he has a company called Text Locate, which is uh, visibility for drivers, allowing them to, com- to communicate with him. In your experience, what would you like to see out of AI decision-making in the final mile? Um, I think it would be, I, I don't know if it's fully AI, but just like yeah. predictability. So if you know the patterns, like for example, um, we work, you know, we try to play nicely with everybody. So we yeah. do work with other apps as far as like functional components. So if the driver's using the app, well, then you might want to also text message them for a certain, like to trigger certain events or to pull them back into the app. But I think some of the decisions on Final Mile is like um, predictability of when they've arrived, when they've departed. You could actually take that text message and deliver it to, hey, the, the driver's pulling up and then fire a text to somebody that's expecting the delivery. Yeah. How many times have you got something coming, you're right waiting on. on, you're waiting on it, but you don't know when it's going to show yeah, up or you could fire though. a text to them yeah. and say, hey, your package is arriving in about five minutes or yeah, it's somewhere around point. that. And then you know that predictability of come. I mean, I've, I've waited on packages before, wait all day. You, wait, you say, waste two hours it, and yes. then you finally go and run your errand. And of course that's exactly. when it needs attending to. Yeah, yeah. And that's when it shows up. So having that kind of those uh, notifications and I think doing those via text are a little bit different than, um, than via email. So there's a lot of content you would want to do via email, but the important little pieces fire a text as a quick, so somebody can take a look at it. Great point. Yeah, you kind of mentioned yeah. it, right? You have to incorporate that human element uh, to, to the question you asked about all the different doc differences and those just human preferences that that people have. Yep. See, most consumers will tell you that they will take a predictable delivery over a faster delivery, mm, right? Sure. And what right. predictable delivery does is that exactly as you said, you are also ready, so the transaction time is decreased. So it's not just great for the consumer; it's also great for the driver because you know they they, they find the end consumer over there. They're they're ready if there is any requisite paperwork or you know any uh, on-site payments to be done. All of that's you know that transaction time can dramatically be reduced. So predictable deliveries, you know, over faster deliveries. And on the point of the last mile efficiency, there was a there was a recent survey which said that on an average, a truck is full 44%, right? So effectively, you're shipping more air than the products. And that's yeah, not yep. great for the fuel. That's not great for your pocket. That's not great for the environment. Or efficiency or the driver pay. Yeah, you know, because the drivers, yeah. you know, they could yeah. get more yeah. packages yeah. if they could get more out. Then you dollar could afford for a dollar, right? More, Revenue right? per driver paid. Yeah, right? there's yeah. no driver that that likes sitting there for two hours not getting paid in right. detention and then having to fight over detention to begin with. And then so, if it's only 44% full, if you could have had it, you know, get to 80% full instead mm-hmm. of waiting, they could have made another drop. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And you know, it's also going to help with. ESG scores of these companies too. It always amazed me when I was on the transportation optimization side and you would take, you'd be doing an RFP and you'd take a, a shipper's, uh, you'd take their network, their transportation network, you put them in an optimizer and you'd be like, this company is wasting like 37% yeah. on miles. We can drastically reduce this yes. if they just did their planning better. And they're like, well, it's hard for us to plan it because it's Joe in, mm-hmm. in, you know, in the basement. Who, yeah, it's Joe with a mask. Yes, show with the map and, and a yeah. feeling in his name. Yeah, that's yeah. it. You're absolutely right. Well, this is really cool. So people who want to learn more, where do we send them to? Is it locus.sh? Absolutely. Locus.sh. SH is for shipping. So we would love to, you know, that's how you can remember it. Locus.sh. Locus as it's written on my t-shirt. We'd love to have you. And, uh, you know, anything that we can help to save, you know, help the driver, help the environment. That's what our mission is. That's what keeps us going. That's what makes us excited. Hey, before I let you go, I have one question. So I got the five and seven-year-old boys trying to get them into coding. There's all these great resources now. MIT even has one, the coding thing. What advice do you have, though, to keep them to keep them with it? 
make make them use some of the lego uh, lego stuff right like lego has come up with this really cool physical bots because when you're starting to learn programming just seeing something light up on the screen may not be as exciting as seeing like a little you know car move and lego has come up with this beautiful mindstorm stuff and the next storm stuff for kids to start getting into this field i appreciate it thank you a little cabo for you to your success and uh, like what you're doing man take care Appreciate Thank it. you. Thanks for having me. I'm very happy. Right on. Peace. That was yeah. awesome. Right. I didn't realize that this episode would be about relieving pain so much. Pain points for drivers with communication, pain points for yes. planners, right? Pain yeah. points for just the simplest thing that we can all relate to, which you said right there, is like, I just want to know when something's going to arrive. I don't want an eight-hour window. And sometimes yes. it's not good when something is like, oh, I'm going to deliver right this second. But I think you also, so what I'm trying to do is appeal from the driver perspective. The driver also wants to know that. That what we've tried to do increase with text messaging is the schedule back. If you're not ready, then then adjust the schedule. Send that to the driver. Because a lot of times with the apps or things like that, they're just in motion. They're headed to that location. And then what happens is if they're not going to be able to unload them, if they could tell them a couple hours before, then they can stop at the truck stop. They can have a shower. They can get something to eat. And they're not sitting out in the yard for three hours. Any kind of simple updates. Even if it's not a window, it's just a, hey, you're going to get a message 20 minutes before Hey, we're running an hour behind. Boom. Beautiful. Now I think it's probably an hour. You know, if you think about like the timing, just let me stop somewhere. Because what if there was a truck stop literally at the same exit and that driver would have known that and they could have stopped and done whatever right. they need to do, refuel. The efficiency with that is going to increase hours of service and it drives to the EQ yeah. side of the drivers. Then so Ingrid's not showing up hangry because she didn't get her roller dog. Exactly. Course, exactly. Right? But if you are sitting too long, you might get stiff, right? Your you knees could. might start hurting. Your shoulders stiff. might hurt. Your back might start hurting. Your ass might start hurting. Your it fingers from texting. Hurt. Your fingers are going to hurt from texting. Well, we got Hope Savara on. She is the creator of Stiff Mother Trucker Cream. She's on about... A year ago, we have her back a year later. Hope, thanks for coming back on the show. Hey, everybody. It's great to be back. Uh, always a good time here. And Ryan, great to meet you. Um, you glad too. you're on today. Thank oh, you. yeah. Silver Fox, right? I like your room, by the way. It's very, very green and lush. What are you in a. Uh... Thank you. Thank you. Well, you know, I work so much in front of a computer. And so it's like, I need to bring the outside in. And so, what better than like real plants? Well, right you were, you know, I, we got to congratulate you, by the way. We're congratulating you for your one-year anniversary. Yeah, it's a big deal. 2022 top pick for eco-friendly products. I was nice. going to say, speaking of green, yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah, there you go. Tell us, for those who don't know, for those who haven't picked up one of these, they, they have, they, they're still living in pain. What is the Stiff Mother Trucker Cream? Yeah, well, I spent 20 years in yoga and the health and fitness world and always recommending products to people and I always had a disclaimer. It was like, this is great, but it's greasy. This is great, but it has tons of chemicals. This is could be great. Well, it kind of doesn't work, but it's cheap. Um, and so I was like, one day I'm going to make my own pain relief cream. Well, four and a half years uh, working with truck drivers, an opportunity came about and I was able to create a pain relief cream. And, you know, I like puns. I'm a funny gal. I want things to be memorable. And so Stiff Mother Trucker uh, was born. And the great thing about Stiff is that one, it's natural. We have 12 natural ingredients, uh, but two, like your Bengays, your Icy Hots, those are the familiar brands. They only have one to two active ingredients and mainly it's menthol. So it feels like it's doing something, but long-term it's really not. We have six. So you're actually getting something uh, in that tube and it's actually doing something beneath the surface and that is blood flow. You can't reduce pain without blood flow. Um, But the great thing is, is we're an American-made product 
were shipped by truckers for truckers to truckers. Um, it can't get any better than that. And uh, we're just really happy. We've gotten a lot of press um, and a lot of positive reviews with Stiff. We were picked up by Prevention Magazine, Forbes back in 2020 during the pandemic as a luxury travel item. Uh, and so we're just really happy with the results that drivers are seeing. Wow. I'll tell you what, I use it. I use it almost on a daily basis. You sent us samples and I love it because I have issues with my knees from my glory days. And uh, yeah, it, it's great stuff because it doesn't just announce to the world you you have it on there with the yeah. menthol, right? It, yeah. actually, it actually does something, right? <laughs> I yeah, I think you he was using it when I got like in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> he was in there saying, hey, my knees, I, he asked I me was. to put the cream on, but I was like, come on. Was. I was. We're friends. But you have, all. yeah, you do a lot of stuff, even even outside of the, of the lotions, right? And sometimes you might need the lotions a little bit after doing some yoga, but you, you're still doing the yoga work with the, with the drivers, right? And showing those things, right? Yeah, yeah. My primary focus is mother truck Yoga, which is my parent company, and we work with truck drivers, trucking companies, CDL schools, really helping pave the way and become the leader when it comes to health and wellness on the driver's side, focusing on preventative medicine, uh, focusing on really the fundamental basics. While everyone else is still like, hey, do these workouts, push-ups, jumping jacks, that's all cool and great, but there's a very small percentage of drivers, one, that will do that, but two, that are capable of that. And I see a different angle when it comes to health and wellness for drivers, and that is teaching them things like posture, things like, you know, how is it you should be walking? You know, a lot of people walk and their feet are all wonky, their back hurts, their hips hurt, um, even food basics. Uh, when it comes to diets, I know Ingrid was talking about food on the road. It's really hard to eat on the road. And instead of setting your eyes on the prize for having to make sure you get, you know, five fruits and vegetables and, you know, eight cups of water, which can be really stressful for anybody, how about we just focus on getting one more bottle of water than what you drink? How about just make sure you get one fruit or vegetable every single day and create a constant and create that as an automatic until that becomes normal, then add something else on. Mm -hmm. There's a reason why New Year's resolutions have a bad rap. It's because people shoot for the stars, have no plan, no foundation to stand on, and then they just give up and they're almost worse off than before. And I want drivers to know that there's a better way for them to be healthy and for that the companies to know that you don't need to be throwing so much at them for them to really be able to put their best foot forward, which they benefit then in the end when they have healthy drivers. Or you do it, a lot of guys are, are guilty of, or maybe girls are as well, is like, you start going to the gym, you start you start working out, so then you add like 600 calories extra to your diet, you're like, oh, I'm <laughs> right. so hungry. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that calorie meter though, on that exercise bike you just got off. For that like 45 minutes of riding, you only burned like 220 calories, man. You can't just go eating a Big Mac because you rode an exercise bike. You'll end up worse off than when you started at the gym. But I, get, I, just, I carry like I carry a lot of tension in my shoulders. I know he does as well. I imagine a lot of drivers do. Hold on the wheel. Yours look pretty good. Uh, do you have an exercise we could do at a desk or behind a wheel to sort of loosen those shoulders yeah, up? Yeah, absolutely. One of my favorites is nerve glide. So even at a computer and nerve the driver's glide. seat is the same thing. Your shoulders start creeping up. Your head starts coming forward. And by 3 p.m., you feel like you look like an 80-year-old grandma or grandpa walking down the street. And so first things first is to check in with your posture. Just bring your body back upright slide your chin back a little bit and it might feel really off like whoa i feel like overly straight well that's because you've been hunching um so first step is good or better posture second step is what we call nerve glides i'm just going to step back and it's super easy just reach your arm down and flex through the heel of the hand and really drop that shoulder and then tip your head away so i'm pushing i'm creating space here 
And then take your other hand and draw down on the side of the head. Now you're gonna feel like, ooh, that feels ropey. You can turn your head kind of up or down and you'll find that area where it might even give you a little zinger down your arm or up your neck. And just hold that and breathe for a good maybe 10 seconds or 20 seconds until that sensation fades. And then just make sure you do that same thing on the opposite side. Now you can do this in between segments. You can do this while you're waiting for the ship or you can do this while you're in traffic. I mean, there's no place that uh, is right or wrong for you to be able to do what we call nerve glides here. And you're really going to notice that you stop wearing your shoulders like earrings where all of a sudden you're like, whoa. There's a lot of space there that feels so much better. You may even notice that you're no longer gripping or gritting your teeth. Um, this is one of the 60 exercises that I have in our book called Trucking Yoga. So there's 60 movements in here that drivers can do, all illustrated in the cab of the truck, um, that they can do in minutes a day to help them reduce pain, increase mobility, help with things like brain fog, it struggles with sleep in a very practical foundational approach. Wow, it's excellent stuff. And I use, yeah. I use a lot of those, well, I use similar, similar stretches because like I said, my knees and the pain in my knees actually comes from back injuries from yeah. football and stuff. It's mm -hmm. the tension, it's, it's, it's all that type of stuff that it's done. So those stretches here and here actually help my knee. Which they would be great for it's the office as well. It yeah, is I mean, all connection. The, yeah. Too many times I, I see myself just staring at the computer. Yeah. Like, but you, I mean, the advantage yeah. we oh, have yeah. is at least we can get up and walk around a minute. I know, but when I did that check in with my posture, as she said, how many did that feel unnatural? It felt unnatural for me. It, it looked unnatural. I know for I you. don't have that posture. I looked over and I thought, man, he looks weird. It's, it does, it like, <laughs> you feel like a like, one of those, uh, soldiers guarding the queen might or feel something. Unnatural. Yeah. But just find the headrest with the back of your head. Now, you don't have to stay there because you're going to feel like, you know, you're a soldier. But just check in every hour. Put an alarm on your phone and just have it bing in a different type of sound than your text messages and your Facebook messages sound like. Mm -hmm. And it's just like a posture check-in. So every time that alarm goes off, it's like, oh, that's right. If you work at a computer, I, I have a post-it note that's on my computer. I'll actually peel it off. And it says, your posture, mm. right next to my camera to remind me every single day, like, Hope, you need to like check in with yourself. Because even if you're exercising for 30 minutes a day, which is absolutely fantastic, if your posture isn't good, you're actually bringing that poor posture into your exercise. Ooh. And then you're reaffirming that to your body. Like, hey, you should do everything with hunched shoulders. Hey, you should do everything, you know, with your feet turned out. And you're reaffirming those muscles that, yeah, that's how you should be. So step one for all of you listening, you got to check in with your posture. And if you're not sure what that should look like, uh, check out my book, Trucking Yoga. Check out our website. We have tons of information available for you. And it really is as simple as just a few minutes a day. Oh, that is so awesome. Thank you. My shoulders already feel better. I'm going to keep shaming myself with my posture and letting my body that maybe I'll even put a shameful posty post it like she's Oh, I got. thought you were going to yeah. shave yourself with your posture. Shame That's yourself. That's what I well, thought he said. Posture, I thought he said he's going to shave himself. Dull. I got a I got a <laughs> iron sharp Where do people go to to pick up this stuff? Yeah, you can go to mothertruckeryoga.com. You can grab our cream. You can check out our book. Um, super easy. You can ship right to your door for drivers. If you're out on the road, uh, Stiff is in some loves and Ambess and a variety of other independent stores. If you know of a store that you think should be carrying our product, let us know. Let us know because we are here for you. We're here to serve you. We want to make sure that you can be as healthy and happy as you can out on the road. Thanks, get it Hope. in the Circle K and Hickson. Yeah, we'll let you get back to your greenhouse <laughs> yeah. over there. Thank you so much for your time today, though. We appreciate it.
Thanks, guys. Thank you. Take it easy. What do you think? It's exciting. Yeah. Nice I'm a fan. Do you have to, um, like, body manage down? I know, like, over, like, once I got over 35, I had to be more cautious of, like, you know, my knees bending down and things like that. You guys, yeah. do you do any routine? He's got the, he already does the stiff cream. I do, yeah, no, I exercise at least 30 minutes every day. You do do nothing too much. I mean, I try to, you know, from working at a desk so much, I try to get up, stand, walk around a little bit, things like that during the regular day, but just trying to do better from eating habits. Yeah, I I really should. I do, I do think it helps a little bit. Yeah. Just kind of shift. What if you texted your drivers this job offer here? Let's take a look at this. They say you can earn up to zero dollars a mile with, uh, who is this company? MOI Express will say up to zero dollars to to drive MCI, for them. I mean, Michael nice. Vincent, enticing offer. What do you think? Yeah, I'm in, dude. It, it looks like way. see, no, see, it's not. It doesn't say zero point zero zero miles. It or just says zero dollars. It just it's you fill in the blank. Oh, you so get you to choose. Go to you get to choose. I think is what this right? I'm gonna put ninety nine in there, right? Yeah. No, yeah, I wasn't great at math, but I took math, and that's zero good, times zero is zero. So if it says up to zero, and that's your multiple. No, but it's, he's got a good point. It's zero it, point. There's the decimal. There's no there. decimal listed. So maybe you, you get to okay. put. Probably maybe. not too. Bad. I don't know. I would put my ninety nine in there and see what happens. Maybe you're filling in. I don't know. Would you drive for pro bono trucking, Michael Vincent? Pro bono trucking? No. Let's take a hey, look at this take, video. A, take a look at this one. This is right in our neck of the woods, dude. This is this is uh, over by Nickajack, right over here. Uh, when was in, this? In Jasper, Tennessee. Jasper, Tennessee. August. This guy got blown over. What? Wow. This was just last week, wasn't it? Yeah, it was four days ago. It was, it was just, August fourth, which is rare. Out here. Yeah, just we four don't see days that much. ago. Yeah, right there, crossing Nickajack. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, right down the road get, here on the other side of. That's scary. Blown flash over. Storms here, we do get not, flash storms. Usually not that kind of wind. No, no, not the kind that would like toss a bunch of semis over. No. No, how many I mean, were there? Come, that valley coming down there, you could see how it could it could uh, funnel in there. It did, and it blew this dude right over. These guys break out the windshield and get his butt out of there. Thank God they were around mm. to do this, man. That guy was stuck. That's terrible. In there. I think he's wearing his belt, too. You always hear, like, you hear that a lot of people still wear seatbelts. I don't know why. And, and, he, and when and you see all the accidents, he, if you watch on Instagram or yeah. any of those things and you see the amount of accidents, you've got to be wearing your seatbelt. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's scary. Good on these drivers, too. I think they're using one of those... Uh, they're using a seat, actually a seatbelt cutter. Yeah, yeah. You, get, you see the guy go gets one and then, yeah. and then he cuts it off. Those yeah. are those are good to have, especially when you're driving across something like this and you wind yeah, up in the water. Because that was the only <laughs> negative of the seatbelt there is it did look like because of how he's being held, it was started to was sideways. Yeah. 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 I, I think he got, had minor uh, uh, minor cuts and bruises. That could have been from the uh, seatbelt, but it could have been a lot worse if he hadn't had those, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, that seatbelt. It's blown dangerous. over like that. It's crazy. The only fortunate thing, too, is it looks like he didn't really hit anybody when he got blown over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least he blew over into to the to the side there yeah out of traffic you can almost get all these drivers stopping them too many of us uh too many of us stop actually a, dr- a truck driver helped my wife over in chattanooga uh about six months ago really yeah i know it wasn't recent but it was six months ago she stopped over she had a, a busted tire and he helped her put a new tire on nice good, yeah, on, good you on your truck drivers out there yes how, so we know how that happened there was some wind how did this happen over here what are your thoughts what are your thoughts ryan how do you think that got up there look at an suv on the top of a roof in london yeah, that's interesting. I don't <laughs> know how that London? happens. <laughs> it's in England somewhere. Where, oh, okay. You can't really tell. I, obviously, there's got to be some road close for him to yeah, roll think, over into that, right? But that's right. sideways. It's not like he just shot straight in there. I think if you pan to the right, maybe he you came out the corner and was the drifting? road is like higher, was drifting. Yeah, yeah. drifted right off into drifted there. Drifted in there. Yeah, here, hold my beer, mate. I'm going to try something I saw in a cartoon. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. And it's still holding. 
It's still it, that roof is well built. I'd yeah. like to use that builder. <laughs> well built yeah, that support roof. walls. <laughs> Looks like that builder there. might have been a hundred years ago, though, or something like that. I don't know. Hey, check this thing out, though, man. I mean, we talked about this before. You see road debris and stuff. Check what goes on here, man. Well, nice this is about twenty seconds in, but look, check what this. Somebody on the side of the road here. Oh, there did, it is. Did you see that real quick? I, I mean, I saw it. I we couldn't tell what it was. Can you tell what it is? But there's a guy on the right there. Shows up. Rewind this. Play this from from. It's there. It is. Yeah. A bicycle. A bicycle? There's a, a dude standing in a right-hand lane who just throws a bike right in front of him, just ghosts it out there. He rolls it out there in front of him. Here it comes again right there. Boom, right in the right lane. Oh, I see it now. Right in front of the truck. Is it crazy? So strange. And this guy just keeps driving off, though. He's like, well, there's nobody on that bike, so whatever. <laughs> he might have been nervous. I mean, people do be. that to try to um, hijack think. the truck yes. or the freight. Yeah. You're starting to see that so much more. So That's right. You know, as long as nobody's hurt, yeah, he, he may have been sure. nervous and said, hey, I need to go on and call authorities. Uh, absolutely. It's dark out. I need yeah. to go there it's and I need, to, the I need to go I'm out there and then I need to text uh, Ryan Ryan. Yeah, you could text, text back. <laughs> text your, text your uh, operations person and tell me you need some help. Ingrid said she likes to cook in the truck. Do you think she goes as all in as this couple does here? This is why you need a chef as a team driver. Look at what they're fixing it's pretty up serious here. That looks great. It looks like a cooking. pot of pho. That's what it looks like. It does. And they have really a, they get a little bit Look, it's fresh of noodles. She's making real She's fresh making noodles. Fresh right noodles. There, yeah. Golly. Now, what if you hit a speed bump, though, in that whole I don't know about that. Over, yeah. I don't think they're moving. I think you see, see every once in a while, you see the, the background there is. Wait, what yeah, if, what if somebody throws a bike in front of them? That would be a problem. We're going down. You end up with that all over your shirt. It'd be hot. I think it'd be a little That's impressive, though. Yeah, what if is? you saw yeah? What if you saw a bug? How? What's the most you've ever overreacted to seeing a bug, Michael? Vincent? To seeing a bug? Well, yeah. once I was I was out in the woods and I tried to light one on fire with a uh, with a with a lighter like this guy here. This twenty six year old dude out in Utah, he, he gets arrested for starting a wildfire. This isn't the guy though. No, that's not the guy. This is the guy that's not starting a wildfire. Stop. This guy, that guy might have been running from the wildfire, but this guy. So this guy, he, uh, do we have a picture of this guy or no? Not? No, oh, we oh, don't. Okay. Tell the I'm story, sorry. Michael Vincent. I'm sorry. Yeah. So he gets arrested for starting wildfire. He tells the authorities he was trying, attempting to kill a spider with a lighter. Yeah. And accidentally set the thing ablaze. It burned oh, the whole gosh. mountain, like 90 acres or something like In that. In Utah? Yeah. You ever, 60 what? acres. Sorry, 60 What's acres. What's the most you've overreacted to seeing like an insect? You get scared of insects at all? Not really. Nice. Yeah. No. no. Never destroyed any woods or anything? No. I have never destroyed any woods. Yeah. Thanks, good. Thank goodness. We started a lot of fires in the woods when I was like, like a kid, but like yeah, not like to intentionally set them on fire. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and never, of course, annihilated the entire woods. Yeah, no, that's ninety acres. That's terrible. You have a Tesla yet, by the way, Ryan? I do not. No, I you haven't. Tried How about you? Self driving or anything? I have not. I haven't. I had a Cybertruck pre order since twenty nineteen, and now they, they, they kicked it down the can even further. So I have no idea. If <laughs> they really? Yeah. Now yeah. it's now twenty twenty three at the earliest. Every single year they're like next at the earliest. Well, this guy's got a Tesla. Let's take a look at him. This is self driving. Oh, oh my god, yeah. dude. The autopilot is right into a traffic cone. Left window here. I hit it. I wasn't paying it. I was singing. I guess it's not 100% perfect autopilot. I guess it's not perfect. I lost the left camera. I was just concerned at what point did he actually decide oh to take the wheel again? At what point did he decide to publish this online? Like, does an insurance company? <laughs> he says that he's got the autopilot on and he was singing. He wasn't. Pay he said, "I wasn't paying attention." Yeah, he said I was that. Singing. Yeah, that's just life, guys. Yeah, he's the paying for that himself. Oh, there it's he is, buddy. That's the look of him. And man. there's your picture, dude. We got you on camera, man. You announced his own his own Tesla. Teslas are involved in a lot of stupid things. Remember those guys a couple of months ago who shot, who jumped it off the hill? 
Or people are, maybe they're just involved with a lot of stupid drivers. Maybe they are. Just that culture. <laughs> I heard it's a lot of pickleballers that drive that food. Pickleball. Okay. Anyway, I, do like, I do like to play pickleball. I want to get oh, a Yeah, come yeah. on. Why Give not? me that hat back. There's been a lot of controversy. I mean, I pickleball. think it's fun. Pickleballers need to be stopped. No. Brian, where do people uh, reach out? Do you connect with the Silver Fox over here? Yeah, just find us at takeslocate.com. And then a little shout out. I saw Surge on there. Surge is a good customer for us. Of course. There yeah, you go. A combination, but... Yeah, or just email us, ryan at techslocate.com. Ryan at techslocate. Find me on Twitter at Timothy Dooner. That's D-O-O-N-E-R. Find him at Vincent the Dude. Don't be a stranger. Tell him how to be. Hey, peace and love. Spread it everywhere.